Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Thank you for joining me today on episode number 257 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. And today, I feel like uh, the podcast has been really cathartic for me in the last uh, two episodes. We're going to talk about another pet peeve of mine, a, a phrase that's frequently used by players and coaches alike that is not only is it not accurate and not helpful, but I think it's actually harmful in many cases. And that is the whole idea of natural technique or a natural swing. And I'm using air quotes as I say the word natural. Uh, before we get to today's topic, I want to dedicate today's episode to a listener named Anne who just over the last couple months has made the decision to break away from what she's comfortable with. She was basically stuck in a rut, beating the same players, losing to the same players. And she wrote me an email and part of that, in part of that, she said, anyway, your podcasts are the only thing that is helping me through right now. I have for the first time in my life taken a couple of private lessons that has helped immensely. However, the mental part is where I need the most help now, and I'm getting the help through your podcasts. Thank you so much. So she was talking about the challenge of, for the first time in her tennis career, stepping away from what she's used to and actually trying to make substantial improvements, which, which means changing things about her game and the challenge that's been for her. So Anne, I just want to say, uh, keep up the amazing work. Really proud of you proud of the steps that you're taking to improve your game and really happy to know that the podcast has been helpful to you. So let's move on to today's topic. And this was inspired by another, I'm pretty sure again, YouTube comment, just like episode number 256 was. And this comment was from John S. In response to a video where I talk about the myth of serving without pronating, there's there's still debate and discussion online about whether or not you should pronate on every serve. And in case you're not familiar with that term, it just simply means outward rotation of the forearm. And if you want a visual of that, you can go to YouTube and do a search for essential tennis pronate or pronation. And you'll see multiple videos that I've uploaded on this topic having to do with myths surrounding that term. Anyway, John S. wrote a comment and said, I hate how bad this is. (laughs) Talking about my uh, presentation in that video. You do not want to flip your racket on purpose. He's talking about pronating. It's actually hit from the edge. Why does your arm sometimes turn over? And what you see on videos is because your arm naturally hangs by your side that way. To teach a person to pronate on contact to a beginner or someone who needs help with their serve is going to lose power and control. How come no one says this? Natural swing before contact, all in caps there, natural swing before contact. It needs to be swung on edge. Sorry for all those coaches out there who don't listen to their gut. Okay, so just like the uh, episode number 256, this is just the perfect opportunity for me to get something off my chest that is a huge pet peeve of mine, what I believe is a huge misunderstanding and uh, something that needs to be 
broadcast out there to the tennis community, both coaches and players. The reason why this is a pet peeve of mine, using the word natural, and again, in in air quotes, natural to describe swing technique, is because, well, first of all, um, uh, another use of this uh, is a basic attitude that a player should automatically do something correctly uh, if he or she makes their serve swing net, quote naturally or their forehand swing if they swing in a natural way then they'll automatically do it right because it's just the natural way of doing it and so I've seen it suggested many times that uh, coaches should just let players swing in a natural way and they'll just automatically do it right and wouldn't that be nice if it was that simple However, the word natural is an individual experience, meaning what's natural for one player to do on his or her serve could be completely different from what's, quote, natural for another player. The exact same movement or motion will feel natural to one player, but totally wrong to another, completely foreign to another player. Why is that? How come the same motion can feel natural for for one player, but not natural to another? The answer is habit. We have ingrained motor skill habits. And so what feels natural to us is not necessarily the best technique. What feels natural to us is simply what we're used to. Whatever our habit is, is what feels most natural natural. And we do when we do something other than what our habit is, then it feels different. It doesn't feel quite right the first time. It, it can even feel weird or strange or even wrong. I can't tell you how many times that I've been working with a player on the courts and I identify a problem with whatever shot that we're working on. I explain, okay, here's the way you're doing it now. Doing it this way is a much more efficient way of moving your body, much more fundamentally sound technique. And then I guide him or her maybe through a couple of shadow swings. And as they're trying that movement for the first time, the comment comes over and over and over again. Oh, that, that feels totally weird. That feels strange. Or even that, wow, that feels totally wrong. And to that player, to that individual, that is their experience. It feels wrong because it's totally different from what is natural to them. So first critical thing to understand is what's natural is completely subjective. It's completely unique to each individual player. Now, if we stick to what's natural to us, then we'll never get any better (laughs) because you'll only do what you're used to doing. And the uh, way of describing that is simply our comfort zone. If we stay in our comfort zone and we do not deviate from it, we don't experience different things, then there is no way to make substantial improvements to your game. And this is where Anne uh, the person who I, I opened today's episode with, this is where she's uh, she's now finally challenging herself to leave her comfort zone. And now she has the opportunity to make real substantial, meaningful improvements to her game. Now that she's doing something from what has become natural to her over the years. And that's a, that's a challenging thing for somebody who's played for a long time and has done the same thing thousands and thousands and thousands of times over years and years of playing to then 
purposefully do something different, of course it won't feel right. It's not going to feel right to them. It won't feel natural to them, even if it's the best possible way of doing it. So does that mean that better movements will never feel good? I'm sure some of you are probably wondering that. So if I currently I have a certain way of executing a forehand and uh, if I do it better, does that mean it'll always feel wrong? It'll, it'll always feel bad to me? Well, no, not always. Sometimes a student will just kinesthetically get it right away. They, they just hear it explained just the right way or they, they see it demonstrated in just the right way. And so it just makes sense to them intuitively. Uh, or maybe a coach guides them through a slow shadow swing so, that, so they can see and feel what, it's, what it should be, how it should be executed. And sometimes there's a, there's a click there and it just works right away. Uh, and they can just feel intuitively that, oh yeah, that, that must be better, even though it's not their habit yet. Sometimes that does happen. But to be totally honest with you, after spending tens of thousands of hours with just average athletes, average tennis players, which is who I love to work with, uh, not talking down to anybody at all. This is the, most players are, are average just by definition, right? And so after tens of thousands of hours of working with those players, I can tell you for sure that that's the exception where somebody does it the right way the first time they try it and it, they're like, oh, wow, that's great. I can, I can feel it right away that this is a better way of doing it. It totally depends on that player's awareness that player's openness to try the new thing and kind of suspend disbelief a little bit and just be open to that new experience. And it depends on that player's uh, just basic athleticism and their, their coordination, uh, how well they're able to pick up new things. Not everybody has the, the same uh, traits when it comes to those different things, openness or athleticism or awareness. And so depending on where you are on those different scales, when you try something new that's better, it might feel great the first time. If that ever happens to you, then you should uh, view that as a blessing. <laughs> it's, uh, it's because in my experience, usually that doesn't happen. Sometimes it does, but, but usually not. And the immediate response will vary drastically from player to player. And even for the same player from stroke to stroke. Uh, two weeks ago, or actually it was just last week, we worked with a new private student here in Milwaukee. And we started by focusing on his forehand, and he made a dramatic improvement on his forehand over the course of an hour or two. Uh, it was the first stroke that we focused on. And the, the, you're going to see this on our YouTube channel in the near future. Uh, the, the change was really, really drastic from where he started when he walked out onto the court with us to where he finished just by lunch uh, on the first day. And he just, he just got it. It just clicked for him uh, visually and kinesthetically and in terms of my explanation. He just it really, everything fell into place. Then we went over to his backhand side and he really struggled getting the hang of it. Even though it was basically the same stuff that we worked on with his forehand, the same concepts, we're trying to execute the same thing over on his backhand side. He just could not pick it up not anywhere near as fast. On his forehand side, we were doing full speed rallies by the time our two days was over. His backhand side, we were still doing shadow swings and easy feeds because he just couldn't pick it up the same way on his backhand side. So 
on his forehand side, you could very much say that he just did what was natural. And what was natural was, was also correct. Those two things don't always line up. On his backhand side, even though it was the same explanation, the same visuals, the same uh, teaching process, he just didn't pick it up. And I can't tell you why. There's neurological things going on inside of that student that kept him from being able to just immediately pick it up like he did on his forehand side. And that's just the reality of trying to improve at a very complex, complicated, nuanced skill like tennis. So the bottom line is this. As nice as it would be to just say to his students or say to yourself, oh, just just let the racket swing naturally. Just do it naturally and have it be correct. The human body and the human brain just doesn't work that way. In real life, that just doesn't work. And it's a shame because John S. is the person who left that comment is holding himself back from learning a more effective way of either, I don't know if if he's a player or if he's a coach, if he's a coach, he's holding himself back from learning ways of explaining and guiding players through the improvement process that really works as opposed to just saying, oh, just, just let it happen. Just let it, let it happen naturally. It'll, it'll happen. Just, just relax and just let your body swing naturally and expecting that it's just going to magically happen. I can tell you that doesn't happen. Uh, If he's a player, he's holding himself back by just assuming that things are going to happen correctly automatically. The truth of the matter is we have ingrained habits, and changing those habits takes a specific process. It will not happen automatically, all by itself, just by letting it happen, quote, naturally. And this is drastically complicated by the fact that just because it feels right doesn't mean it's the best way to swing. If we're left to just do what feels right, then we will remain stuck at our level of execution. And on the flip side, just because it feels wrong doesn't mean that it's the wrong thing. (laughs) Frequently, when we're learning something new, it might feel wrong, but it's actually substantially better than how we're used to doing it. And so we can't go just based on our internal feel or our um, instinct. Sometimes it'll, it'll guide us in the right direction, but in my experience, more times than not, it won't. So you have to find a teacher who you really trust to guide you through the learning process, who you really trust to show you the correct ways to move your body that are in fact better so that you can just put your full trust in that process and in that person's guidance. And even though it might not feel right, you know that you're moving in the right direction. Or you can use video to confirm the quality of your movement and compare and contrast it to players that are much better than you, like, like the pros, for example. Changing to better movement habits could be the furthest possible thing from natural. But the more aware you are, the better and the easier it will be. If you'd like some guidance on how to practice more effectively, then I strongly recommend you go to tennispracticeplan.com and download a free PDF that will show you step-by-step how we recommend you fill an hour of your time on the court to really make improvements to your game that are lasting and substantial things that will really make a difference in your game. Again, that's tennispracticeplan.com. And if you found this episode useful and helpful, 
do me a favor and tell one of your tennis friends about the Essential Tennis Podcast. Uh, a teammate or a practice partner, maybe even a coach or, or a pro. If this has been helpful to you, do me a favor and spread the word about it. I'd really appreciate that very much. Thank you so much for your support. And I hope this explanation has been a huge help to you. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. On iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care, and good luck with your tennis.